Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS app. Download it and you can have a full-blown discussion with your favorite athletes, sports analysis, and also catch me on Locker Room later today when I go live and we will discuss uh, the major trade for the New Jersey Devils and also just hockey in general. So keep an ear out for that. And let's talk more about this episode, shall we? So the youth movement for the New Jersey Devils. I'm actually excited for it because I've seen something against the Sabres game and also the Penguins game, despite one going relatively well and the other not so much. We have a lot to discuss in this Saturday episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 11.07 p.m. Eastern Time, April the 9th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils just lost another game to the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 6-4. to four. I believe this is the first time this year that the Penguins have beaten the Devils in a regulation game. However, I'm going to have to confirm that. So, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, I basically did a full-fledged crossover with Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. And we discussed about the Kyle Palmieri and the Travis Zajac trade. Now, now, uh, given more context of the trade and having more uh, days to digest it and just overall, you know, just sit back and just reflect on it, I feel as though what was angering me the most about this trade was, yes, we were able to get a first-round draft pick, but guys, you know, as Gil stated in yesterday's episode, that first-round draft pick won't do anything for us because it's going to be, like, in the 20s. And Because, remember, the Islanders are contenders, and usually speaking, contending teams' draft picks aren't really that good, and, you know, that's for good reasons because they do a lot of winning, so obviously their draft picks aren't going to be high, and we did get a conditional fourth round pick from them I believe for either next year or the year after that draft so here's the uh, full scoop on that conditional uh, pick so if the uh, New York Islanders reach the Stanley Cup finals then that fourth round uh, pick will go from a fourth round to a third round pick however Lou Lamorello has the power to decide whether it'll be applied next year or the year after that so the New Jersey Devils are just gonna have to sit on pins and needles to see what happens and obviously you know if um, the Islanders don't reach the Stanley Cup uh, finals then that pick will obviously stay a fourth round draft pick but obviously I believe that those two picks are the main dominoes in this trade for the New Jersey Devils and yes we were able to get two players Greer and Jobs in return for Palmieri and Zajac but let's face it Jobs and Greer will do nothing in the NHL level because uh, Greer has had a few cups of coffee in the NHL hasn't really done much and Jobs still has not gotten the call up to the NHL and he's 27 years of age I believe and those Those two players have only played a combined 16 games in the AHL. So I obviously do have some more information to share with you guys in regards to the trade. So obviously Tom Fitzgerald said that he was mostly just trying to grant Zajac a chance to possibly win a Stanley Cup Finals because Travis Zajac is 35 years of age. He's been in the league since 2006. 
picks and I believe this will be his final opportunity to try to win a legitimate Stanley Cup Finals because you, as you all remember, the New Jersey Devils played the Los Angeles Kings uh, a few years ago in the Stanley Cup Finals. Obviously, they ended up losing. So, you know, while he has a Stanley Cup uh, Finals appearance, he still does not have a championship under his belt. So I believe Zajac uh, needs this opportunity more than Palmieri to possibly win a championship. And obviously, Palmieri is going to be a free agent after this year. So uh, basically, this is all or nothing for the Islanders. However, you know, they didn't give up much for either one of those players. But And I don't think they were, like, you know, big on that first round draft pick as well but you know Gil has sparked my interest a little bit in this trade because uh you know he said like what if the New Jersey Devils trade their first round picks to basically get someone else and that has sparked my interest a little bit that is very compelling to think about just because you know there's just so many opportunities so many ventures and just so many uh you know this that and a third that the New Jersey Devils could potentially do with their draft picks because like I told you guys I think the New Jersey Devils are past uh just trying to draft in order to rebuild their organization they have a lot of great young pieces but they still do not have the glue they don't have the that foundational player to really bring it all together and just say this team is legit and this team is going to be something in a few years down the road I do believe the New Jersey Devils are farther along their rebuild than what people give them credit for and I have seen a few articles pop up saying they've taken a few steps back in their rebuilding process however I want to dispute that because I'm gonna be honest with you guys talking with Gil has given me some more hope in regards to this trade now I am still blazing mad about the trade don't get me wrong I really wish that it was just Palmieri that got dealt and maybe we give up Zajac for something else because I feel like we could have gotten way more but this was obviously a desperation move by the New Jersey Devils and it will give us more flexibility in the salary cap but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, and I wish Palmieri and Zajac the best of luck. So if you want to hear more about that discussion, please give that episode a listen. So let's go back to what the New Jersey Devils are right now, which is uh, it's time for the youth movement in New Jersey, guys, flat out. So I'm really excited to see this because we do have some certain storylines to discuss and uh, dissect. But first and foremost, I want to look at the standings before uh, we dive even further. So the Capitals sit atop of the East Division at 26-11-4 with 56 points. The Islanders are right behind them at 26-11-4 with 56 points as well. But since the Capitals got their wins the quickest and also uh, have better stats, they obviously still sit atop of the East Division, but the Islanders are right on their tail, and obviously with the acquisition of Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac to give them some extra firepower off their bench, I do believe that uh, the Islanders might move atop of the East Division sooner rather than later, and they have about 15 games to do so in order to achieve that feat. Now, the Pittsburgh Penguins improved to 26-13-2 with 54 points. The Bruins are 21-10-6 with 48 points. The Rangers are 19-16-5 with 43 points. The Flyers are 18-15-6 with 42 points. The Devils are 14-9-6 with 34 points. And then there are the Sabres at 9-25-6 with 24 points. So obviously, guys, the New Jersey Devils just lost their last game to the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 6-4. to four. And, you know, there's a lot to dissect. And, yes, I would normally be very harsh on the New Jersey Devils in this case. But I, I, I have to say, guys, there's some positive takeaways from both the Sabres game and the Penguins game. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to give a post-game analysis 
on the Buffalo Sabres game from a couple days ago because, you know, I was so focused on covering the Palmieri and the Zajac trade. But I'm going to dissect that game a little bit too because there were some interesting storylines to take away from that. And also with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, yes, I know, we lost 6-4. to four. It's very disappointing. And I'm not even going to give a grade for both of those uh, games because this is not what I want this episode to focus on. I don't want to focus on the bad for the New Jersey Devils. I more want to focus on the good, the optimism, and just overall, it seems like with us, a couple of our main veteran pieces gone, it seems like the young uh, players seem to have more freedom. And overall, we're seeing like Jack Hughes, he just scored... Uh, goals on back-to-back nights so you know that's something to take away from because prior to that Jack Hughes was struggling to get another goal but albeit you know he was creating opportunities but we want to see more goals from Jack Hughes and then Bofquist was able to do some amazing things and I also want to talk about that but first I bet you guys are going to be very excited for the New Jersey Devils next year because it's going to be one heck of an offseason from the draft free agent signings and possible trades and I don't think the New Jersey Devils are particularly done making deals I believe that there's a couple more players that they are trying to deal away <clears throat> uh Ryan Murray uh wait, wait wait I didn't say anything but anyway yeah that I bet uh Ryan Murray has one foot out the door for the New Jersey Devils hopefully we could get a fourth round pick for him at least I'm sure there's some contending team that might want him and just hope to get a diamond in the rough but anyway uh, I'm talking a lot about bets I think it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from betonline.ag so obviously college football is over Uh, The NFL is over. College basketball is over. But the NHL is in full swing. And so is the NBA. And the MLB is getting exciting as well. Did you guys see that the Texas Rangers are letting uh, 100 fans in capacity? So if you're ever at a Texas Rangers game, maybe you should go to betonline.ag. I don't know. I'm just trying to give a shout out to the Texas Rangers because it's just so exciting to see things like that happen. But anyway, in terms of game, we already have some big games on tabs and on schedule. So you should check those out. BetOnline.ag. Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because Bet Online is that awesome. So, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this that a third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody so anyway obviously i want to talk about the game that we won a couple days ago and that was against the buffalo sabers in which we were able to beat them by a score of six to three now i'm gonna be honest with you guys when victor olafson scored the first goal of the game i was just like oh here we go for the new jersey devils but they honestly surprised me so pavel zaka was able to score two unanswered goals one of them on being on the power play and zaka this year has played in 37 games he has 10 goals 14 assists for a grand total of 24 points and 
yes, I, I guess he counts as one of our young guys because he was drafted, you know, about six years ago. So he's still relatively young. He's 24 years of age. So he fits that mold. I, it seems like he's been with the New Jersey Devils for a long time. But yeah, well, I, I guess 2015 is a long time. But anyway, he counts as one of our young guys. So he's been on a hot streak recently. And then Jack Hughes was able to get another power play goal for the New Jersey Devils. But the one thing I want to talk about is, yes, Jack Hughes getting a goal is exciting because it's been a while since he was able to score a goal but obviously you know he was making plays for his teammates so if we look at his game log the last time that he scored a goal was March 18th against the Pittsburgh Penguins so we're talking about almost a month in between goals for Jack Hughes so you know the fact that he was able to get that monkey off his back really uh I'm sure is a sigh of relief for Jack Hughes and the fact that Paul Mary and Zajac were gone I think it allows someone like Jack Hughes to just be free and overall just, you know, uh, create more opportunities for the young guys because helping Jack Hughes on that goal, you want to know who was credited with that assist? Yanni Kwokinen for his 12th assist of the season and Sharon Govich for his 6th assist of the season, obviously at the time because I'm talking about the Sabres and the Devils game. So let's talk about that youth movement for the New Jersey Devils because also able to score a goal was Jesper Boquist. He got his first goal of the season. So, and it, and it comes after Zajac and Paul Mary leaving? So, these young guys are already running and gunning because last year, uh, Boquist was able to get four goals in 35 games played, but right now, he has played in 12 games and has two goals, and obviously, coming on back-to-back -back days. So, the, the fact that Boquist already has two goals in four games really says something, and it's no surprise that it's because we're clearing house with our veteran players because now our young guys have to step up and be given a chance to really shine. And then, obviously, we got uh, Sharon Govich and Kwokinen. So here's another interesting fact. Uh, Igor Sharon Govich, uh, on his goal helping him out, Jack Hughes with the assist, Kwokinen with the assist, then Yanni Kwokinen with the goal, Sharon Govich with the assist, and Jack Hughes with the assist. Is that really that much of a coincidence? I don't think so. It's really showing the youth of the New Jersey Devils just allowing our players to just run freely. Now, here's the thing. It was against the Buffalo Sabres, and maybe we've lost one or two or four too many times to them this season. But that win was a much-needed win because, obviously, it was a tough day in New Jersey when Palmieri and Zajac were dealt away. But... Obviously, you know, things like that. That's the kind of stuff I like to see. Not holding your head down. And then, you know, obviously Olafson scored the first goal of the game for both respective teams. But the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to answer back in the third period uh, really says something because Thompson and Skinner scored uh, the two lone goals for both respective teams in the second period. And it was all tied up. So it was pretty much anyone's game. And New Jersey answered the call by scoring three unanswered goals. And the fact that, you know, uh, Zaka, Hughes, uh, Sharon Govich, Kwokinen, Boquist, the fact that all of them were able to contribute in their own way, and the fact that New Jersey Devils were able to be, what, like half of it, uh, in their power play opportunities, two for four, really says something. And I'm really excited to see what the youth can do next year for the New Jersey Devils. That's really exciting to see. And yes, uh, again, it is against the Buffalo Sabres. We did have 38 shots on goal, and uh, the Buffalo Sabres also had 27 shots on goal. But the fact that we were able to do that uh, when we lost two stable pieces in our organization really says something about this team and its potential for next year. And also, interesting fact, Aaron Dell played the entire game, and yes, his save percentage was 889 that game, but... 
Uh, he That was the first time he's gotten a rep since March 4th against the New York Rangers, but he only played for about 16 minutes that game. So his last full game was against the New York Islanders on March the 2nd. So it's been almost a month, or no, it's been over a month since Aaron Dell uh, got some reps behind uh, the, the twine for the New Jersey Devils. So... You know, uh, the fact that Aaron Dell was able to answer the call a little bit and I guess make playing him against the Buffalo Sabres makes sense in that regard. So that way, you know, he can possibly do it against an easy team. But, you know, the, the, the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to do that against the Buffalo Sabres really says something. Hey, maybe they had a built bar before the game. But anyway, uh, let's continue and talk about the Penguins game. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't know what a built bar is? Let me tell you guys something about Built Bar. Built Bars are super healthy, and they are just a great go-to snack when you're going to the gym, going to school, going to work, whatever the case might be. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They have 18 amazing new flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp. This stuff is delicious. I have a few of these before I go to class, before I go to the gym, and they are super healthy you guys are gonna love them they have 12 original flavors that you guys need to check out so the bars are covered in 100% chocolate soft and easy to chew now I know what you're thinking you're probably thinking wait a minute it has both of those factors it sounds like an unhealthy snack to me that is not true built bars are healthy it is great for the health conscious guy and you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat so the bars are low in calorie low in sugar high in protein high in fiber great for the keto diet you yes you I'm gonna make an offer that you you can't refuse. Bill Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. So use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so like I stated many, many, many times this episode already, the New Jersey Devils got smoked by the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 6-4. to four. Or maybe maybe they didn't get smoked, but they certainly played very sloppily. But like I told you guys, I'm going to focus on the good for the New Jersey Devils and some positive takeaways. So obviously they let up two power plays to the Pittsburgh Penguins. That can never happen. And they let Sidney Crosby have three points, which sparked the Penguins to this win. And obviously Mackenzie Blackwood has been struggling this year once again and is on pace to have his worst goals against average and save percentage this season. His save percentage in this particular game was 808. So uh, yeah, very frustrating to see from the New Jersey Devils. But like I told you guys, let's not focus on that. And the Penguins had 27 shots on goal if you need some reference. So anyway, let's focus on some of the good for the New Jersey Devils. So they were able to strike first. Uh, Miles Wood, the new alternate captain, sent uh, Paul Mary and Zajac are no longer with us anymore, along with Subban. So Miles Wood was able to get his 12th goal of the year, and that struck first for the New Jersey Devils. On the assist was Brat and Zaka. So Zaka continues to, uh, you know, just help out in any way that he can, and Obviously, you know, that was really big for the New Jersey Devils to try to get that spark to try to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins to start off the game. But unfortunately, McCann and Dumoulin were able to make that a 2-1 to game in favor of the Penguins. But I want to talk about the second period because who tied it up in period number two? Mr. Jack Hughes. Like I told you guys earlier in the show, Jack Hughes, it, it took him a while to get another goal this season. But the fact that he was able to score not once but twice in back-to-back games really says something because Jack Hughes, like the second goal in his second game and the fact that it it comes after uh, Zajac and Paul Mary left 
I like I told you guys, I think Jack Hughes is starting to get more room to grow and develop. So in 39 games played, he has nine goals, 12 assists for a grand total of 21 points. So uh, who is helping him out on that uh, goal once again? Kwokinen and Sharon Govich. Kwokinen getting his 14th assist of the year and Sharon Govich getting his 8th. So the fact that uh, Sharon Govich, Kwokinen, and Hughes are doing so well together really shows you the, the youth for the New Jersey Devils and the potential depth they have. Now, I'm looking forward to see what will happen once Nico Heizer returns to the lineup and see what kind of spark plug he could be because, remember, that is our captain. So, you know, that's something I want to see. But also scoring in back-to-back -back games, Jesper Boquist getting his second goal of the year. So, like I told you guys, 12 games this year and two goals for Boquist as opposed to last year, 35 games played and only four goals. So he already has matched his total point total from this season uh, compared to his entire last season because last season he only had four points. He had no assists, but this year he has two goals, two assists for a grand total of four points in way less games, way less games. So that's worth mentioning. Miles Wood, unassisted, got his second goal of the game, but ultimately the New Jersey Devils just lost a barn burner to uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 6-4, to four, and I already told you guys the standings and their record, but... Uh, I just wanted to get you guys excited about the youth movement for the New Jersey Devils because the future is bright for this organization, and I'm really looking forward to it. What was just pissing me off about the Paul Bear and the Zajac trade was just the fact that Zajac was just a throw-in deal uh, in that trade circumstance, and I just feel as though the New Jersey Devils could have just milked a little bit more. So if it was just, you know, those two players and those picks for Palmieri, I'm satisfied with that. However, you threw in Zajac, a, one of our alternate captains, has been with us through thick and thin and thin and thinner, has 200-plus goals with the New Jersey Devils. Obviously, like a lot of his teammates, you know, not the player he once was, but at the same time, he could provide that offensive spark. I've told you guys in a few episodes prior, you know, his recent five-game stretch a couple of times, so, you know, I'm just putting that out there, but... You know, the fact that uh, Zajac was just a throw-in, in my opinion, it really just bothers me, and it just affects me in more ways than one. So I just feel like the New Jersey Devils could have just milked a little more from Lula Morello if that was really the only option. I don't feel like that was the only option. I just feel like the New Jersey Devils at that point just got desperate because they still had a couple days to spare. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. But anyway, that's a discussion for another time. But I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and now have some sort of excitement of the youth for the New Jersey Devils because like I told you guys, the pairing of Jack Hughes, Igor Sharangovich, and also Yanni Kwokinen is really exciting to see because like I told you guys, Kwokinen can move that puck. Sharon Govich will do anything for his teammates. And Jack Hughes is breaking out just a little bit in his sophomore year. Yes, I would like to see more goals. And yes, it's taken him a while to get that goal in between. Like, you know, because like I told you guys, it was a while before... Uh, prior to that uh, Buffalo Sabres game that he got his last goal. So, you know, I would like to see more goals from Hughes, but you beggars can't be choosers. At least he's starting to pick it up right now. And obviously we have like, what, like 15 or 16 so games left in the regular season. So uh, time is winding down. I would love to see what these uh, players can do. And I think Lindy Ruff is going to stick with Hughes, Kwokinen, and um, also Sharon Govich on that line because it's been very effective for not one but two games. And the fact that each of those players helps out 
on their goals. It really says something, and I'm really looking forward to that. So also keep an eye out for a future article that I'm writing for the Hockey Riders where I'll do a player profile on Igor Sharangovich just so people can get uh, more of insight for him. But anyway, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your Saturday. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Go Devils!